Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 3, Episode 29, where we watch The Joe Schmo Show, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Chris Lorenz. Robert Kitts. This is James. Max U. Kennedy Gold. I'm Harrison Hoffman. Annabeth Schmo. Oh man, we have another Max here. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Double Schmo. <laughs> All right. The show, I guess, context wise, is old show. So this is 2004? 2003. Three. So this is like. Holy shit. Post season one Survivor, and like that's it. It's. It's only a couple of years into the Survivor era, but it's, it's there's been, you know, there this was is the, the Mole, there was a few other shows, but the tree still pretty of early. reality shows, this is like a very early, like, branch. Yes. I feel like this branch might have ended, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very early branch. It's true. Harrison, hit me up with a description of this show. So Rob was nice enough to provide us with the DVD box set of the Joe Schmo show. So I'm going to I'm going to read the DVD description. So good. Spike TV's hit comes to DVD with everything you'd expect in a reality show. The smug hosts, the stereotypical contestants, and of course, the over the top competitions. So what made Joe Schmo one of television's boldest and riskiest experiments? Only one of the contestants was real. Everyone else, including the host, was an actor in on the joke. How far did the producers push this reality? Will the actors be convincing enough? Will our unsuspecting contestant figure it all out? And if he does figure it out, will he take it in stride? Or will the schmo hit the fan? That's the Joe Schmo Show on Spike TV. As another indicator of how old the show is, there is a DVD release of this season. Oh, yeah. Uh, which they do not do anymore. And it's real cheap on Amazon if you want it. Want to check it out. We do not know of any other place you can get the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, do we check all the usual Daily Motion Vimeo? I don't know if we check Daily Motion. That's I'm sure cool. it's on YouTube or something. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the show is real weird. Like, so one dude, not supposedly not an actor, which. I can confirm nor deny. He's pretty believable. Though. He's very believable as a normal weird person. Well, uh, he is normal. I'm not sure is the word I'd use, but he does not seem like he's an actor. As a civilian weird person. How's <laughs> yes. that? He's like quintessential, like weird frat bro. Yeah. I don't know what sort of frats you were hanging out. You got he's a just, frat vibe with this guy? Yeah. He's like, he's just like out of it. He doesn't really know what's going on. And he just says what's on his mind. Like... He's not like the quintessential frat bro, but he's like the weird frat bro at the party that like everyone hates. Sure. <laughs> that everyone hates. Well, that took a dark turn. All right, he, he might not hate it. He's just that weird guy that that's at the frat party. If, okay, so if you were watching this and they'd cut it differently and you did not know at the beginning that he was the schmo, would you guess that it was him? Like that he was the only oh, non-actor? Because yeah. I don't know if I would. I do Jeez. like that idea of like watching the show and like if it was an actual <laughs> reality show yeah. and then like episode two to like guess what this whole thing was a <laughs> setup. It would be kind of like the mold, but one of them is not an actor. Right. No, it, the whole show is inverse the mole. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's so good. All right. So let let's go over how what happens in the show. Sure. I guess. Yeah, we gotta get that minutiae. Broad strokes. We gotta get the broad strokes. So the. What is the guy's name again? Matt. 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 Matt shows up. He's the first one at the house. 
and he just stands awkwardly in front of this house as all the actors come out and they all introduce themselves. Then after that, oh man, I don't even know exactly what happens after that. Uh, then the host shows up. Uh, How would you describe that host in a real quick one? <laughs> Chinese knockoff David Hasselhoff. <laughs> you had me until you had all right, with all right, Chinese. All right. Chinese? Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, just like in the same way that like Gucci let, knockoffs let, are all Chinese. Let, let me rephrase it. <laughs> He's not Chinese. Poor man's David Hasselhoff. Well, that's just sexist. <laughs> Low rent David that's Hasselhoff. That's just classes. Spike TV David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Spike TV David Hasselhoff. All right, guys. This is, we got this is the not the minutia segment yet, guys. This is not the He minutia. rolls in riding a horse and like a fancy outfit. Yeah. Minutia. <laughs> okay. Then they do this underwear matching competition where each person wears uh, somebody else's underwear, and you have to guess whose underwear each other, everyone is wearing. It's a very weird competition. Yep. I don't understand. They also named this show the what is it? The lap of luxury. Lap of luxury. The which, fake reality which show. Is the reality show in the reality show? That doesn't mean anything, and they never explain what it is. Then after, uh, he didn't lose that competition. No, he did. He did. He lost well, the competition, and he had to wear the winner's underwear, which was some sort of man thong, which, he, you know, he took it in stride. He, he liked it, I think. Dude, Dude. Dude's a trooper. Absolutely a trooper. Uh... Dude's told at this point. Dude's totally bought off on like this show being like an actual legit reality mm-hmm. show. He thinks he's all in on it. So then, after that segment, there was some sort of creature comfort segment where everyone like brought a prop from home and they showed it off to everyone in the house. Uh, that was very entertaining. Yeah, uh, that was the uh, the show and tell segment. Yeah, and then <laughs> the like the next day they have this hooker. Segment, <laughs> which is, I don't, we don't really mention. <laughs> doesn't really come up that often on the spot. But is this some kind of gigolo situation? This is definitely <laughs> the only other time I think we've mentioned the word hooker on this podcast. No, uh, didn't we do top, top hooker? <laughs> That's fair. But this is a legit porn star <laughs> that they bring in, and they have this weird competition where they have to hold on to this. Like a specific body part of yours on a specific body part on the porn star. And the last one standing wins like uh, immunity. immunity. So this pimping robe. Minutia, <laughs> It's not very well thought. Minutia. And then the loser has to go sleep in the laundry room, which I guess we'll get into we'll it. Get, we'll get, we'll yeah. get in. And then <laughs> after that segment, they vote somebody off, uh, and it's just like a traditional reality show, but I still don't understand the show in the show. Let me explain the show in the show. Have you <laughs> heard of Survivor? Yes. So the idea of Survivor is you go into harsh conditions and hang out with people and do weird competitions and then vote people out. What if it was the exact same thing, except instead of harsh conditions, just living in a big fancy house? Yeah, some kind Lap of, of luxury. Mansion. That's lap of luxury in a nutshell. Yeah, it really is. That's all it is. <laughs> and then in, the on challenges top of that are show, so weird. <laughs> the challenges are so weird. <laughs> right. I mean, it's we'll get into it, but like they're weird because the producers are just <laughs> messing with this Matt dude because it's like the Truman Show inside of this Survivor Show. 
In a fancy house. In a fancy house. <laughs> I, I have to get into the minutiae as soon as possible. All right, we're there. We're there. Release us. Can we go back to Chinese? We gotta go <laughs> somehow. Like I don't. I want to go back to. No, 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 no. that's <laughs> the last place. That's the last place. Okay. So little little context issue. So like, I actually watched this show in 2003, and that was when Spike TV was new, and so they were all like, "We're the TV network for men. We gotta do stuff like that." So a lot of the weird stuff in this show, it feels like it's trying overly hard to be like quote-unquote masculine. This is a Spike TV show. This is this is one of the first original Spike TV shows. It makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yes. Like, I have so I much agree, more context. I agree with you. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're watching the show, and it's just, like, the nature of it and the comments and, like, the way that it's sort of cut is yeah. in a very, very uncomfortable place in today's modern state. Even Ma- then. Max, can you, can you talk about this show in the context of the Me Too movement? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. This is fucked. <laughs> I mean, like it, it the I, ch- the actual challenges didn't make a lot of sense to me because you would think that with this show that's all about like you know being exposed to being rich and living in luxury, like the challenges would be about like, hey, do you have what it takes to be a rich asshole and like live in luxury? But it's totally it's totally all this super weird stuff. Harrison, rich people are touching hookers. Every moment of their lives. <laughs> oh, Max is on the sub. Then they did tee up the whole hooker segment as like, "Hey, you know this? This you're some rich person, and you've bought this hooker for the night. You're gonna have to hold on to him and do something." Like, I don't know. It was it was a weak attempt, but like they loosely tried to tie to rich, something that made sense. Rich people trade their underwear every day. Yeah, the underwear <laughs> thing didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, that was just icebreaker. That was just an icebreaker. Do the challenges ever start making more sense? I don't think they do, but like. I don't think any of them are as weird as the hooker one. Like, I, re- I remember that one because that okay. one was so weird. It's like, were they going for like Twister or something? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's basically like, you know, like a radio station or whatever does like, you know, hey, like you keep your hand on like the car for as long as possible. Whenever it's touching it last, like wins the car. Like that's like a All pretty right. classic I mean, sort of. Before we get the minutiae <laughs> so far into the show, let's, let's just roll back. The first quote I have written down here as our dude Matt is like sitting out in front and introducing everyone. He says, I don't mind hooking up with other races. Oh, as yeah. the black, Aww. as the black woman comes out. Oh, and he is just, he's just making comments about how all the women in the show are like really hot. That is our first introduction to this dude. He was oh, making yeah. a lot of very uncomfortable comments at the very beginning. Yeah. I think in the very beginning, reaction. what do you mean? Yeah. I guess for the whole show, <laughs> the whole for the whole show. show. Well, but it's great it's, getting Matt's confessionals because like, you know, he thinks he's on this show, but yet, like, we know <laughs> that everyone else is an act. Oh, man. We're, we're getting, we're going all over the map on the minutia here, but all we should also mention that all of the, like, actors, like, some of them are, like, pretty well-known people. No, yeah. we're, we're, this is, this is the, the characters. We can intro oh, man. that, like, there's a couple, two particular famous actors, Kristen Wiig, yep. yeah. by, by far the famous act, most famous. Who plays Dr. Pat. Dr. Dr. Pat. Pat. You know, gotta trust the process, right? Yes. And so she's some sort of like uh, marriage counselor, marriage counselor, who has a crazy backstory <laughs> that she had to get into about how she's been married three times and a whole thing. I don't yeah. know. Matt is very trusting of her, though. Uh, like, I would say it is very clear that Kristen Wiig is the best person at improv on this show. Like she's so she's so quick on the like like steering things back in the right direction. And well, there's there's the one example I have to get into. Oh, but yeah. like so. When we talked about, oh, should we do this show for the podcast? I was like, oh, I used to watch the show. I looked up, and I was like, Kristen Wiig was on the show. I could not <laughs> believe that was the case. I did not remember that at all. 
So that was one of the things I was most excited. Was like, oh my god, that really was Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I was watching on this show in 2003. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, and then the other famous person, I don't know his real name. It's David something. Yeah, but it's uh, Rickety Cricket from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So like he's the, the he's just coming on, and this guy who looks like Rickety Cricket and sounds like Rickety Cricket is on. And I, Chris is like, is that Rickety Cricket? I'm like, nah. And sure enough, it definitely was. It's it's like I saw his face and I was like, is that Rickety Cricket? And I had to look it up immediately. David Hornsby. Yeah. Uh, so he's also a writer on It's Always Sunny. So he's mm. probably helped. Like a lot of these are probably ended up being like more writers or producers than like being actors, I think, in the in the long run. I mean, like it's it, it's all it's almost all improv. I mean, because they, they always have like some beats that they have to hit and like some key kind of character points, but they're doing a lot of improv on this thing for sure. So they have to be You just gotta, you gotta, gotta roll with it. <laughs> Stuff's happening. Uh, one thing I like about this show is that they're like, they'll definitely show producers talking to people and like behind the scenes stuff. That's part of the thing of like, you know, they're pulling like Kristen Wiig aside and be like, you would talk about this and stuff like that. And so it, unlike most shows that try to hide all that stuff, it's just very like, oh yeah, no, there's, there's definitely like people pulling the strings behind the scenes here. I mean, there's this whole undertone of like, like they're basically trying to just like like pull one over on this dude and the actor like the actors who were playing the characters in the show were constantly talking about oh man i thought that he was gonna find me out in this situation they're talking about when they mess up all that kind of stuff which is super interesting i mean like that's like that is the the angle that i wish that i could have had on the mole like with the mole of like how they dealt with all the different situations and when they messed up and all that kind of it's, stuff it's definitely nice so like 50 percent of the show is matt's confessional but then the there's like 25% is like the actual reality part and the other 25% is like the actors confessional kind and like them talking to producers which is like definitely get a, a nice like interesting dynamic uh changes up the flow of the whole show uh another bring it back to the minutia here so one of the characters name is Kip and he's supposed to be plays gay and as soon as he comes out Matt says Kip, you're gay, right? <laughs> like, in the middle of everyone just standing for this giant house before Mr. Lowrent David Hasselhoff even comes out. Within the first five minutes that they've met each other, and then he's like, yeah, I am, but like, how'd you know? He's like, I don't know. You were talking about, I, I don't her know. Her shirt like, and her <laughs> shoes. <laughs> it's crazy. But then in the confessionals, they're like, we were, one, we were hoping we could get him to bring it up. And then before we even tried anything, you just did it. <laughs> like it would it'd be really interesting to know a little bit more about the casting process that they had to go through for, for, for the schmo, because it seems like he is cast perfectly and he's just playing into everything that they need him to do. That's the thing with the show's like and you know, it's it's you know, we can get into like, you know, maybe how like real was this up like he is just pitch perfect for what they're trying to do with the show. It oh, is yeah. amazing. That's what makes it so like I believe it, but I also can imagine that it also couldn't be because he's so he says the dumbest things sometimes. And I know producers get people to say the dumbest things, but like he fits so well into what they're trying to do that I could believe that he was also not real. I, I do wonder though how much of it was just like the time like difference here. Like I don't know. I, I feel like people talked a bit different, you know, fifteen years ago. And so I just I just wonder, does it seem weird now because we're watching it, you know, 15 years later? And so it's just those phrases and things just don't sound quite right. 
I mean, mean, some of the phrases that I mean we've talked about, yes, but like some of the things he does is very still like odd. You know. Oh, I I agree. He, just, he definitely seemed like quite the character back in two thousand three. Like, <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, like in that moment where that stripper walks out, he's just like, "I'm the luckiest man alive." <laughs> he's like just talking about. Oh, like, I have a lot of quotes from oh, that. Yeah. Oh my god. I was just kept writing them down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so should, can we move on to this underwear competition, or we got more to talk well, about? One little quick bit of minutia is they actually put him in a room with Kristen Wiig and the older guy and he they make some guy he makes some guy joke about like better not all be one bed and then it totally is. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. In, like, just like a queen bed. It's not even like a <laughs> Can big we talk bed. about that for a second? So the 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 premise of this, you know, uh, reality show inside the reality show is that this lap of luxury, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the whole idea is it's like what eight or nine or so people, nine, nine people. Uh, and they're all just staying in this big fancy mansion. Right, that's the whole premise, and they're all like making a big fuss. I mean, obviously the actors are because they're, they're that's the goal. They're all like making such a big fuss about like, oh, this is unbelievable, and I can't believe all. These. And it's like it's just a big house, and you fast forward and you look at like today, and you're like obviously we've watched shows like The Challenge and all these other shows where they're in some house. This house doesn't seem like much of anything, and there's not really any tie to luxury. And on top of it, there's this big mansion, and they're all like sharing rooms. So, I'm so confused by like how the, this lap of luxury is like resulting in like people having a room with two other roommates <laughs> in the same bed. For one thing, that guy got to try smoked salmon for the very first yeah, was time. Like, there's, there's that, was a great, a, that was a big deal. It was mean, a great spread. Was a sure, spread. there was there was they a catered lunch. <laughs> right? Did he actually eat the smoked salmon? Oh, he said he didn't he said, eat salmon. But he was impressed that he got to see smoked salmon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what he said. I thought that he said he got, he doesn't normally eat salmon. So oh, just that he doesn't normally eat salmon. I think I heard he him actually, say he doesn't eat salmon. <laughs> he, I think he actually said he doesn't eat salmon, but it was good. I and I was fish very also is what he said. Ah, I see. Well, well, like it kind of seemed like he's never had the opportunity to eat any kind of salmon. Yeah. And then he was just floored when it was smoked salmon. <laughs> he was just like, we got smoked salmon they, here. They smoked their salmon here. <laughs> this is this is the lap of luxury, guys. Right. But, I think, but, but like, do you know what I mean? It was just. I know what you mean. Odd. But I, I think there's a there's two keys, two parts to this. One is that, you know, as you said, we've seen challenge, we've seen bachelor. Like our impression of what to expect has changed. And B. They only had to impress this one guy, and he is mm-hmm. clearly, clearly <laughs> impressed. <laughs> and if the only thing they're comparing it to is Survivor, <laughs> at least they're in a house. I guess that's so. true. It is a house with a pool and a hot tub and whatever. I don't know. It just it and was a fire it was pit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they yeah. did reference a fire, they discussed pit, the fire pit, even though we never saw it. I d- and a hot tub. There now is also a, tub. a pool. So like we see the pool a bunch. Yeah, but I, mean, it's I a big agree mansion, with you. But it was just the lap of luxury does not equal me sharing a bed with two other people, yeah. and particularly a queen bed. Like, right. And then the host comes in <laughs> later. Is like, are you all enjoying your like luxurious lifestyle and stuff? You're like, well, not really. <laughs> I got to share this bed with two other people I just met like a second ago. I it's not ideal. When we get to the other minutiae, he like literally bombed a competition, so he didn't have to sleep with people. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, have to get to that. Uh, so like. It's clear that, that he did not like that. So this underwear competition. Underwear competition. I thought this was pretty good. I was <laughs> these people trying to wear like the other genders underwear. So all the women were wearing men underwear and all the men were wearing women's underwear. 
I'm gonna uh, say it. The woman had a real easy on this one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Joe or Matt definitely made more lewd comments about the women, even though they were wearing men's underwear. Yep. Yep. That's true. It's very strange. Don't worry. The show made up for it being easy on the women later. The <laughs> <laughs> the the men didn't didn't just wear the women's underwear though. They were wearing like these weird like skin colored like something like underneath it. It was very strange. Well, yeah. one of them was crotchless panties, so it was like okay, that makes sense that you need to. Have it all made like, sense until the last dude went. Yeah, one guy one guy was naked. <laughs> And when we say they wear them, they like came out and they did like a dance. They did like this like strip tease kind of thing in this underwear. It was very odd. I'm going to put it out there. It looks like Harrison when he has a tutu on. He does a little gyrate. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When have I had a tutu on? Uh, At kickball. Oh, that that uh, grass hula skirt. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. Such a specific <laughs> reference that no one will have an idea about on this podcast. So <laughs> one of the uh, act- as all the listeners know, right? Everyone knows that one time Harrison was playing kickball knows. in a tutu. <laughs> this is for us, not our listeners. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kay. One of the, one of the actors comes out and does this like amazing. He really gets into it. Then his confessional is like, "They needed the beefcake, and I provided the beefcake." Oh, that was that good. Guy was I think great. that was Brian, or the, the yeah. betrayed Brian. His name is also Brian. The actor's His name, name was is also, also Brian. Brian. <laughs> Which was great. I also like how this competition was on some kind of red carpet that goes over part of the pool. <laughs> I thought it was like a plank at first, and there was going to be some pool element to it, but like, no. Oh, yeah. I was hoping for the plank. Yeah. Like, it was like a diving board they put red carpet, yeah. but it wasn't. It was just a board. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but Matt, he was definitely into it. There was also an odd, uncomfortable confessional here where he was talking about, you know, tugging on it to get ready <laughs> because he knew he was going to be on Yikes. TV. <laughs> and that didn't, that was like very uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeesh. for sure. He also, Yikes. from basically from the very beginning of the episode, he has picked a woman that he has the big crush on and talks about her all the time. Oh. <laughs> which which uh, one though? Ashley. Oh, Ashley, yeah. It the seems ri- like he likes every bitch. girl on the show. So like Everyone but Dr. Pat. He doesn't, but he likes to talk to Dr. Pat. Yeah, but he's not, he's, he's not, not he's like, not, he's not, he's not like hitting on Dr. Pat. Right, right. He's attracted to Molly, who's the hot blonde. He's attracted to Ashley and Gina. Yeah. Who is the, uh, Gina's the other race that he said he was okay doing. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yes. that's right. right. Okay. Well, man, shots fired at Kristen Wiig. What, he, why doesn't, uh, why is yeah. he good for her? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he chose poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly. So he dropped the ball there. <laughs> I mean, Matt likes Ashley. She's, he claims that she's got a couple shakes up there. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know what the reward was for winning the underwear challenge? You won the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, the so private you, master so bedroom. So you just get it by yourself. But then, mm-hmm. but so that's why I was confused because then the night after the challenge, like the that guy who won that challenge didn't get the master bedroom to himself because the three of them slept in that bed that first night. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that well, guy well, wasn't in that yeah. room. I no, I know. Everybody else, everybody was sleeping in a bed with other people except that one guy. So there's, start off with three bedrooms. It is revealed there is a fourth master bedroom. One person is removed from 
Oh, I thought it's a that, bonus room. There's oh, I thought rooms, that the room that Kristen Wig and Matt and the the military guy were in was the master bedroom. No, no there's no. another oh, bedroom. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because when they showed like like the flash of it, it looked like I, it was I agree. It was poorly. Portrayed. We don't see the master bedroom until the end of the episode. Yep. So yeah. So you win. You get the you get the room. That was the and you you make the loser wear your underwear right. for the rest of the day. What if you didn't want to do that? What if you didn't want to give up? The more loser of your has underwear? to wear the winner's underwear. It wasn't like a like no, the winner. No, I know, gets but it, as the winner, like you're just why? like I don't like, want to. Oh, yeah. Here's another pair. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it wasn't even the same pair that was in <laughs> yeah. the competition. Here's the thing: they're all <laughs> actors, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's not totally, even probably totally. their clothes. <laughs> well, I like the premise though that like like if this were a real show that you've signed up to go on this show, and before you get there, the producers are like, "Give me your pick pair. a pair," give and me then two pairs. some of these people are like, "I'm gonna pick this crotchless pair. <laughs> this <laughs> this represents me well." <laughs> or the not wear underwear. Yeah, I'm not, I'm a the producers no. are gonna let you not pick one. <laughs> somehow, we're the ones with well, the giant fish. Right. <laughs> so the giant fish actually played to the downfall of the military guy's character. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, we gotta Wait, say. What so did it say on the fish ones? I don't it, know. It was like it was, it was this big. Yeah, it was, it was this oh, big. Like a ruler. It's like is this big? Yeah, and so as they're do as you're doing it, you can kind of guess what you think how the producers are matching the underwear to the people. It was too easy. It was too easy because <laughs> they were like, we wanted Matt to lose and then he got them all right. So we had to like change all the answers. Oh yeah. And then they're, so they talk about the fact that the hostess come out and he's going to say everyone's what it was and everyone's got to pay attention because you're going to find out what you actually, like the, the new rule is, which leads to what, James? Um, yeah, so so Matt loses, of course, by by design. Uh, and so he has to uh, wear the winner's underwear. Yeah. I forget. How did we get into the situation with the... Then they're just talking. Yeah. After. So it's him, Christian Wig, and, and the, the military, military guy. They're in their room. It's three of them. They're, they're in the room. room. They're like, they're kind of like debriefing. They're like, oh, man, I thought for sure that like that was your underwear, this and that. And they're like just kind of talking and like, you know, chit-chatting about it. Uh, and Man, I can't remember that guy's name. It was like Gary Fred? or something. I don't know. Should we just call him Gary? <laughs> Gary. Just call him military guy. Military guy. So military guys, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really thought that, like, you know, that fish underwear was totally Brian or whatever. No, he thought it was his. He said they thought it was Matt's. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. So military guy's talking to Matt. And he's like, yeah, I definitely thought the fish underwear was yours. And Matt just kind of looks, like, with this specific sort of puzzled but thinking <laughs> cross-eyed kind of look. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. I, isn't that your underwear? And he just goes blank, and he obviously realizes he's fucked up. Enter Kristen Wig. Enter Kristen Wig the game to the changer. rescue. Kind of gives a little wink to 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 the military guy. It's kind of like, well, but like, oh, the producers made you take your glasses off, though, right? You're like you're probably supposed to wear your glasses. Maybe you should try putting your glasses on, or like just a yeah. bunch of like trying to like lob some softballs to him to get him to kind of kind of figure like out. Like you story thought those Christmas it. underwear, you thought those were fishes, right? There's this great scene of her saying, "Yeah, you had the fish underwear." And then she's nodding, but she's just like very forceful, like I'm telling you to pay attention to me, not. Oh <laughs> yeah, so good. She definitely saved him. So his was clearly the camel underwear. His was clearly the camel underwear, and they changed it. Right, they definitely yeah. changed it. That one was like an easy like guess, right? Yeah. Like, what were the producers doing? You don't want it to be easy to guess. I, I mean, if your objective is to get the only person who's actually guessing to not get it right, you can't make it easy to yeah. guess. Right. Well, but, I think they're also or trying you to just make like, it 
set uh, those characters up. Yeah, I mean, it's just obvious. You have the camo underwear, but it's not for him. It's for somebody else. Right. So it's yeah. obviously the wrong answer, but it's obviously what you'd guess. Right. But I could see it just be a thing of like you don't th- you don't think about it that way. You're like, oh, you know, he every, we, everyone else knows the answer. He doesn't. He's not going to get it right. They're like, oh crap, he actually did it. <laughs> they kind of underestimate him a few times. I think that like, he's thing. like they definitely like because he also comes off and he says some weird stuff, but like he's not dumb. Yeah. So every time between like commercials, they like show when they come back, they show what time it is. Oh yes, it and takes so long to realize that's what was happening. Yeah, well, the I rea- style of it. Yeah, so like, it's like twenty four hour clock. So it's like when it's like five o'clock in the show, it's like seventeen. 17 then it's a semicolon, <laughs> <laughs> whatever zero zero, you know, like five, yeah. and then they have milliseconds. So they're like, <laughs> just it's four degrees of super, time, but super like, quick. The way they show it, it's like this grid layout, like a producer's kind of view. And it, to me, it really looked like like a timestamp or a time signature on like when you're editing. And so, like for the mm-hmm. longest time, I thought that was like, oh, we're like 17 hours into the show, 18 hours into the show, because it was like the timestamps. And then it's I think Robert 24 Chris, so, yeah, thing. It's like, no, that's just the time of day it is. Super confusing. But I, I think that's just what they're going for. I think they are trying to go for like it's like you're getting the editor's view of what's going on and it's the cutting like room floor. But like that yeah. Chris Mitchell, like the clock and the quad box, it's like this is hundred percent of twenty-four <laughs> thing going on. It really is. The semicolons though, I will the never s- the semicolons separating the, the times are just something else. Two Doesn't bets. make any sense. That's how you tell time in the lap of luxury. <laughs> I mean, since we're talking about this commercial, there's a lot of recapping going on. Oh, yeah. This is you know, by far the very, worst part. Very bad, you know, reality show editing. They uh, give spoils away this in the about to come up. It's like, <laughs> all right, and about to come up after the break. It's like, the, uh, what? It's and then after the break. They're like, like, I think we'll get to it. Like, I think the way they do the elimination ceremony is so good, but they'll show the same <laughs> part of it like five different times. It's really bad. Ugh. Yeah, like we knew who won the elimination challenge or whatever before they even started the elimination challenge. And they say the best lines like four times before you get to hear the actually say the line. Yeah. Put your hands on the hooker. Uh. <laughs> oh, but th- ready, set, touch that hooker. <laughs> that one was actually good though because it just it did that cut to commercial. It was like, like what? what? <laughs> That's right. Not only did it have recaps, it had next time. Like we were discussing the next time on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, after this blow up, they have this creature comfort segment, yep. which isn't really teed up very well. It's just like, yeah, I brought this thing, and I was like, "What is going on here?" And they're like, "Oh, eventually we got this creature com- that they bring. This is something they brought from home." And like the one dude brought like a man-sized doll. <laughs> that was great. That was like, like a that is bag. the oddest thing. And it's not like a. It's like a punching bag with like a yeah. face and arms attached to it. It's like something I've never seen anywhere. Okay, here's the thing though. It's not as weird as the doll. Just the doll that guy brought into the Bachelorette, though. You remember that? Oh, uh, that the guy, that insane doll. Yeah, but I kind of like the that. Producers, doll. it had yeah. to be. What about DJ Polly D and the Sammy Sweetheart? Doll? Oh, that was. Oh, great. there's a lot of dolls in reality shows. Can you rank? Can you rank, can you rank, rank the dolls? The dolls. <laughs> Sammy Sweetheart number one. <laughs> no, rank doubt. those dolls. I can I rank all the dolls. They're all terrible. This is definitely <laughs> worst doll. <laughs> uh, Ashley brought in like some shitty looking bracelets for everybody, and Matt said it's very thoughtful. In addition to her being hot, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm. 
I'm wondering if those bracelets are gonna like come back into play if they like put something into his bracelet or like I I don't know like there should definitely be something about the bracelets. What was what was Matt's creature comfort? Matt Matt's creature comfort was this stuffed Pittsburgh Steelers football. It wasn't a football. It was like a no. It was, it was like it a was. plush. Doll. It was like a plush football. It was a plush. I was just trying to describe it was like sure. a plush, stuffed not like football. an actual football. <laughs> I don't know football. what a stuffed football is. It's like a plush football. It's like a pillow. It's a <laughs> pillow football pillow that someone had peed on. I don't remember the whole story, but someone had peed on it previously. That's about all we know about it. It was like his nephew or something. He was giving it to his nephew, and there was some sort of pee peeing involved. It wasn't clear if it was on the football or not. I don't my remember. impression was this was his nephew's football, and then one day he was playing with it a bunch, and then the mom's like, why don't you keep it? And he's like, really? That's great. And then she calls him later and is like, by the way, he peed on it. That's why oh I didn't want God. it anymore. Man, Rob, and thanks for th- clearing that story up. Because that was an incoherent <laughs> story when he told it. I and that's about the like, best explanation. I, and it still doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm filling in a couple blanks. I don't, you know, don't quote me on that story, but I, I that's that's where I went with it. It definitely I seems don't like get it was why cut he still has it. This is why one did of he those bring things. it to a TV show? This, this is one of those football. things where, like, wha- like you can't believe that he's the real person. That that's a crazy thing to bring. The producers are not creative enough for this. No. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and as like these things get introduced, like Matt is like discussing how he feels sad for people that didn't bring something with a connection to their family. Like the military dude had nothing, and he was like, "Oh, I feel sad for him because he didn't bring anything." And I'm like, well, you're the lap of luxury. You don't need to like bring your like blankie from your, when you were three. Like your your peed on football pillow. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was like that the the Hutch brought uh, a night vision goggle thing, <laughs> and he's like, I feel sad. He didn't have to bring something that tied him more, made him more think more about his family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said that multiple times. Especially with the, the night vision. I just thought it was really funny. Hutch, well, and the, hu- the Hutch says something about watching him at night. Because the night vision <laughs> might actually be useful in yeah, some situations. So let, I let, think that's going to come into play for sure. Let's take a second here to talk about Hutch. Hutch is rickety cricket. Absolutely. <laughs> which we, we didn't bring up. And he's the asshole of the group. So he's like going around just acting like an asshole this whole time. And it's clear that Matt wants to kick him off. So spoilers, he wins the the Nibble Nation challenge, so they can't, be, so he's, he can't be kicked off. Yep. Uh, and he does a really good job here of just being like this, like doesn't give a fuck, says anything he wants, insults people. It's great. Talks about masturbating a lot. <laughs> he like picks his nose on oh, camera yeah. a bunch, <laughs> which is great. I want to I want to get those producer notes to be like. You got to be picking your nose. Just, just pick it. Yep. Was that a producer note or was that his own improv thing? It's like, I know what I need to do right now. <laughs> I think they're I just know. like, you know what to do. <laughs> it's itching. <laughs> the acting in this show is sometimes unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and sometimes very not believable, I would yeah. say. Like, there are definitely a lot of moments in the show where Matt's just kind of like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but people are acting like very weird for some reason. People are just kind of, yeah. And like he ends up kind of coming up with some other explanation for like, oh, they must be trying to play me or something. But he definitely picks up on some of the weirdness a few times. Definitely. 
Um, and, and so I think some of that comes from Gina's creature comfort, which is her whiteboard. That wouldn't make any thing. sense. That one really didn't make any sense. But it's where <laughs> no. she likes to write everything down daily, which she tried to like tell a story that kind of tried to make sense. But it was, at the end, of, it's a it's a whiteboard. Like I don't, you brought a whiteboard. Yeah, Sun Tzu loved his whiteboard. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> For like somehow I think that it is Who's not. Author? Oh. It is not part of the art of war to write down your battle plans <laughs> and hide them in a place where someone is definitely going to find them. That's probably not part of the art of war. And Gina is also a self-proclaimed Survivor fan that really likes Hatch, <laughs> which Mr. I didn't know Mr. who that was. I did not know who that was. <laughs> she didn't either. She's like, shit, in the confessional, I forgot Hatch's Well, somebody explain to our audience who yeah, Hatch is. Richard Hatch was the winner of the first season of Survivor. And so she, her character is supposed to... Uh, it's sort of his her idol. It's Richard Hatch. But then when she's talking to the group, she just called him Hatch because she <laughs> forgot his name. Mr. No, Hatch. No, first she just said Hatch, yeah. and he was like, you know, Mr. Hatch. <laughs> and then the confessional, she's like, his name's Richard Hatch. I forgot. Yeah. I so also she, yeah. knew him as the ugly naked guy. Yeah. Also was that. That's the that's all I know him as. How long after Survivor season one did this happen? So Survivor season one was two thousand. Okay, so this is two thousand three. Okay, a few years after, got it. Yeah. but it Me. was filmed, produced probably only like two seasons. Survivor might have aired like. Yeah, I mean, because there were the, there were a couple of references to the first season of Survivor, like just in this first episode here. Oh, I do want to go back and watch that speech in Survivor. Anyway, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and then like after this like creature com- this comfort thing, they like go to dinner, and they're like, "Oh, why are he- you here?" And Matt says, "He's here because he has nothing else to do." <laughs> this is the most interesting thing about him. Is this the how one did he get this? on this show? What was he auditioning for? What did he think it was? It, when it starts and he's in the confessional and he's talking about the women. It feels like he thinks it's going to be a dating show. Then you realize he doesn't know why he's there. He's never had smoked salmon. Like, who is he? <laughs> you definitely start to get like a little bit like curious about this guy's like actual life and like. Oh yeah. Things. Uh, didn't they say they 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 briefly went over it? Wasn't he like he lives at home or something? Something he yeah. delivers pizza on the weekends. He said okay. something about dropping out of school. <laughs> so like I think it was law school. I'm yeah. not sure. He dropped out of law school, moved back in with his parents, and now he's delivering pizzas. Just on the weekend, though? <laughs> that's what they said. That's what it said. That's the hot time to deliver pizza. I mean, that's definitely when they have to staff up, but that's, that's, that's so sad. So maybe he wasn't in the regular rotation. <laughs> he was just kicking the weekend shift. <laughs> yeah, I think he like he says himself, he's like, they're like, why did you want to be on the show? He's like, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about the money. I'm not here for money. Oh, it, no, he definitely wants the money. Didn't he I say think he, he said, said the money will change his place in life. Yeah, <laughs> but he didn't he also say that it, like that wasn't his like. But that's, that's not, not the main he, reason he's here. Yeah, the, main the main reason he's here is he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> Which oh like my like God. I thought that he was building up towards like yeah you know like I'm not here for the money I'm really here to like you know like find something out about myself or something. But he was like I'm just here because I got nothing to do and my parents kicked me out of the house for the month. <laughs> Honestly, so, that's a great great reason to be on the show. He's an incredible person. So the one thing about the show is that like they have only one person to really focus on in confessionals. So they don't have to like spread the love around like 30 people. Yeah. So like he gets a lot of like dumb quotes, but I feel like he gets a lot of the dumb quotes because the producers spend a lot of time and we get a lot of airtime of his dumb quotes. 
I'm sure if we saw all of like Hunter's quotes on like fucking challenge, like they'd be equally as dumb. There just isn't enough airtime to like bring to bring some of these great quotes. Like Kip kind of speaks like a gay Scarface. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh the gay scarface. Who knew wearing Molly's panties would be so fun? <laughs> <laughs> when when Matt does the impression of Kip later in the episode and it's literally a scarface impression, it is out of control. <laughs> Agreed. Uh they also use the mole music at some point in time here, oh, yes. which ever, everyone loved. Cra- so, cloud was that at the dinner? Crowd pleasers. Yeah. That, that was at dinner. It's the near salad. I want to talk about the salad. Talk, tell us about the salad. So, you know, it, he sort of starts looking around, like, you know, suspiciously for some reason, and the mole music starts playing. <laughs> so we're all losing our minds. And as this is happening, you know, they're sort of showing people at dinner, and one person is shown, like, putting salad in their mouth and then taking it out and back to the plate. We don't know if this was in reverse or not. Like, probably... Either way, great editing. It didn't it look great. It was gross. I don't like it. I'm not. <laughs> a, I'm not a fan of this whole editing. Spinach like, leaves. <laughs> I, I was kind of half gagging as it was happening. I felt like I was throwing up lettuce. Like it was not a good feeling. It was really great. The whole the whole sequence of like they're playing the mole like thinking music, <laughs> and they're just he's talking with these different uh, different people, and they just show all these weird shots of them eating dinner. <laughs> it was just like really. <laughs> it was great. Um, where does this? Where does this stand in in chronology to the mole? What year's the mole? Two thousand one. Okay, so this this is post mole. So post-mole. they were aware that they were using the mole music. This Whoa. is off Rob- the tree of the mole. Like this Whoa. is a branch. This is definitely mole. off the branch uh, off the yeah. Isn't it? So Rob said same producers or no? I so I, I, we can double check, but I think it was the same production company. And so like they're the fact that like, there's things the music are the same. We talked about how there's like similarities in terms of like there's like a central person and like mm-hmm. producer influence stuff like that like there's definitely beats that feel and i i feel like in 2003 when i heard the mole music i got excited and looked up info to that there was actually the same okay. production company definitely feeling some moleness on this show w- was there only one season of the mole three there well, were i was trying to like more, in what order right? was like would this be a re- this was a after the second anderson cooper season but i think before the first ahmad rashad season <laughs> Listen to our mole episode to hear all the minutia about all the seasons of the mole. I got a lot of mole minutia. <laughs> uh, so before they get to this, the next challenge, I have a couple quotes that I have written down. Uh, Matt says, I'm going to let Ashley use me. Like when he was trying to like, he was trying to get some sort of politics going on with Ashley and like, that's a direct quote from him while that's happening. And I have another quote written down that like Hutch at like breakfast said like, oh yeah, I peed in your sink last night. Oh Just yeah. Like randomly. So like that definitely puts him in the asshole category, which I wonder if he actually peed in the sink or he just said he peed in the sink. I think he just said he peed in the sink. I don't think you have to actually do it when it's a fake show. Like Matt is surprisingly into the politics and like playing the game and strategizing. I mean, which I, I think you, they were not expecting. I don't think you could go on any of these shows and not be interested in like the politics of it. But like, like it also has some of that like early reality show politics feel to like they don't not really like the politics of these kinds of shows haven't really been as well established. They kind of don't really know how to do it yet, but he's still kind of feeling his way through it. I don't know. 
Well, and he also there's there's a part where like I think this is up next in the chronology of the episode where they discover like the board that the strategy girl like like didn't hide well enough, and then he sort of like doesn't want to engage in that conversation. Like he dips out of that one because he's sort of made an alliance with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely at that point had tried to make an alliance with Gina or did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is like, I got to get out of here before it gets too bad. He they already got me on camera taping me saying stuff. So I got to go. He definitely feels he's in an alliance with Gina for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Which leads to the next conversation where they're at the pool and he thinks like, so it's he's at the pool trying to get away from it all. Gina rolls in and is like, yo, what's going on? He's like, I can't save you anymore. Like, they found your board. It's like a whole thing. Uh, and then she tries to save her way out of it. But he then later confesses that, like, she was acting really weird there. I don't know what's going on. I think she's trying to play me. And so that's sort of the first thing of the the twist where he thinks Gina has turned on him. I mean, let's get into this board thing. I This producer's... When you said that, like, the producers aren't, like, smart enough for the, like, this show, like, this is clearly, like, dumb. This was dumb. This is a dumb idea. It's clearly just to get Gina out. And I'm, like, I understand in the moment why Matt didn't notice, but, like, a couple of these things start adding up. It's going to be very questionable. Totally. And he he did kind of notice. Like, there was a part where he was, like, he was, like, I don't know, like, why, like, a strategist would, like, like write that stuff down. Like, why wouldn't you hide it? Especially like, on a whiteboard, not, like, oh, yeah. write it down, put a piece of paper in your pocket or something. In like. a whiteboard that everybody knows about, she goes, this is my strategy <laughs> board. <laughs> I write all my strategies on my strategy board. <laughs> don't come looking for and it. And also, was it, like, it was, like, uh, somebody weak, somebody blah, blah, blah. Simpleton. Simpleton. Like, like what? It wasn't Who even cares? strategy. It was just like characteristics of the people. <laughs> yeah. Why did they choose a whiteboard and not like a secret journal or something? Well, because well, people wouldn't look into a secret journal. No, but yeah, it was real dumb. They would if you script them to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Well, this was the, it's like a combo of them not respecting Matt's intelligence enough and, and also them making all these characters such like over the top stereotypes that they're like, they don't even feel like real people when they're like trying to act them like and when they're acting well, like they're still really ridiculous. Like Matt is in the weirdest house and he does kind of <laughs> know. Like, yeah, these people are nuts in here. But like, but like at the same time, like if you just went on a normal reality show, it might feel like that kind of too. Like the people are going to be ridiculous and and over the top, and I don't know. Like they they cast the people that way in a real reality show like, too. Imagine you went into some fancy house and this guy rolls in and he's just screaming "waboom" all the time. <laughs> like, what would you th- you'd be like? This guy's got to be fake. Like he's there's no way this is real. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's just like I don't know. It's just like especially on this though, it feels so one dimensional. But, well, like, f- they don't really give them any other, like, side to their personalities. No, that's true. I feel like her character in particular, like, they just, like, the writers kind of let her down in terms of, like, having a real, like, arc that made sense. And so they were yeah. trying to rush it through too quickly. And so it, it seemed super fake. Right. But also it's been just like, you know, this is 2003. We're now in 2018. We've, we might have watched over 100 reality shows. So we we're, we pick up on these weird things better than, uh, than old Matt could back then. Sweet Matt. <laughs> I don't think Matt's watched as many rally shows as we have. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> there weren't that many there. Right. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there were enough shows back then versus shows we've watched. This is kind of like more of a like a candid camera situation than a reality show. Yeah. It's, it's definitely de- Truman Show. It's definitely just a gigantic episode of Punked, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. So uh, should we get to the hooker segment now? Let's do it. 
So this adult porn star comes up. What? I what have a question. Th- what was the quote, <laughs> Max? The the one that the uh, pre- uh, touch that hooker. <laughs> yeah, is that, that what he it. says? It's yeah. like ready, set, touch that hooker. Okay, yeah. I have a question. Does being a porn star make you a hooker? No, I no. don't think it does. No, no. but it was that absolutely not. That doesn't mean that you're not a hooker, though. It doesn't mean you're not a hooker, <laughs> but just because you're a porn star does not make you a hooker. Like what it seems like they're saying in this situation. I'm just saying. I'm just. This saying. is definitely where the Spike TV influence makes a big wave. Like, also to be clear here, she's playing the role of the hooker. Mm-hmm. Sure. Her her tag was like adult film star. So like and she is playing like she is acting as oh, the hooker. Oh, so she is like, actually as, right. supposed to be a hooker. But Matt recognized her they, from some porn, right? They, yeah. <laughs> they like announced her as Tony, an adult actress or something. Right. But it wasn't the name of the game, like like something about a high class hooker, and that's yeah. why they kept calling her a hooker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hands on a hooker. Hands on a hooker. Right. She is playing the hooker. So it did he notice? Did he notice her from? A porn before like no definitely they mm-hmm. were like like he mentioned it and they were talking it's like oh yeah matt definitely knew this girl from <laughs> some porn that he saw he said doesn't he, the host he couldn't wait to go right. tell no, it was the host who it. said that wasn't yeah. it the host is like i think he i think he's seen those films and that was like the one cutaway where we just had the host yeah it's just camera. like so brief that yeah. i was like i like the host line, line was just like he's like he's clearly a big fan <laughs> This was the host's only <laughs> confessional, by the way. And the host is like hiding behind the fountain. He's like, I got to talk about this. So as this adult actress comes out, Matt keeps saying really odd things. He's like, somebody's looking down on me. Oh, I'm getting better. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I'm going to need to look around as he like looks around. That's a later quote, I think. When he's walking it's, around yeah, your yeah, yeah. body. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dream come true. <laughs> like, all of these, like, really lewd things to say as this, like, just adult actress comes out. Just comes out. He he seemed to say at some point that, like, he's never been able to have a hooker before because he just doesn't have enough money for a hooker. He said something <laughs> like that. I was like, oh. So it wasn't a hooker. It was he has never been able to get a attractive girl with blonde hair and fake boobs. Oh. That is true. Because he's like, you know, I can't get that. So I'm real excited to be here or something. <laughs> oh. And then he, I think the moment, or at least they cut it this way, the moment he recognizes her is when she takes her top off. Oh, and he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen those before. <laughs> yep. Now I know who this is. <laughs> and then, so as <laughs> as this challenge ramps up, they have to pick a dollar off of uh, out of the bra or panties of the adult actress. And he like looks around. He's like, I'm gonna need to look around. Takes it's a sweet time. Takes a sweet, so excruciating <laughs> amount of time. Like it's an uncomfortable amount of time. And it's weird because they just pick this dollar. They give it to the host, and the host <laughs> reads it. So it's like, why do I pick the dollar? Because <laughs> clearly the host is reading whatever you know. They yeah, no, it's already a level scripted, of indirection. Already scripted. So he has to put his hand on the adult actress's breast. Her right breast. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> He's very excited. <laughs> He's very excited. Some people had to do really 
weird placements like chin on forehead and like what about hutches hutches was insane what was hutches again so crotch there you go yeah that was a yeah whatever there was like butt (laughs) on knee and there was like uh nose on navel or something like just poses that are like Super hard, and then it was hand on breast. Like, was it? So the producers queued it up. They wanted it to be Matt versus Hutch at the end. So they gave him a pretty easy one that that uh, he could handle. But then James, they teed it up that Matt did the unthinkable. Yep. What did he do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. You're over it. I'm over it. He pieces out as soon as possible because. What you get for losing this challenge is you sleep in the laundry room. And he's like, I want that. I want to sleep by myself. He needs to sleep, Max. So he just says, I'm out. And the the camera cuts to the, like the control room where all the producers are. And they're losing their fucking minds because they didn't expect this guy to do it. Also, That's all the cool. actors are losing yeah. their mind. And yeah. they like what cannot keep it together. There's the great shot of they're all still got their touching you know with these weird like chin on forehead and stuff like that and then they all these like stunned look on their face that's such a great shot yeah i mean it kind of makes sense he's like hey i just want to sleep by myself and i want to sleep in a bed with three other strangers two other strangers so i mean makes sense yep yeah so here's a major weakness of the show so as matt leaves this competition we have to sit here and watch these actors act out this dumb fucking competition in some half-believable way that I just completely check out on. This is honestly this part where I checked out of the show. Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is boring. I don't need to see this. Just fucking fast-forward this. Like, I don't care. And, and it felt, you know, uh, I think that everybody has seen the challenge from last night, but it felt particularly weird watching this after seeing people hold their arms above their head for five hours on the challenge last night, and then you see this one, and people are dropping after five minutes of touching a boob or whatever. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, like this competition should have lasted like days. Oh yeah, it should have lasted yeah. all day. Christian <laughs> <laughs> like, Wig so was easy. like, my leg was cramping up after ten minutes <laughs> of doing what? Just putting your like, hand on her thigh. Like at some point, like bodily functions are gonna have to happen. Which I don't know how the challenge, I guess, kind of dealt with that better. I don't know, but like this challenge could have lasted days if people actually mm-hmm. cared to win, which no one did because they were all actors. Right. They definitely were just looking for excuses out. They're like, because I think when like Matt took his hand off immediately, they're all like, shit, now what do we do? Because this was not part of the plan at all. Mm -hmm. Because the whole plan was for Hutch, for it to come down to Hutch versus Matt for the win. Right. And then so like all the actors like, we got to somehow drop out of this thing. Like none of us really want to do this. So like, how do we do it? So they just found a dumb way to get out of well, it. Well, Hutch like just bullies everyone out of the competition, essentially. Right. That's all that happens. Well, he bullies the last couple of people up. Like, like Christian Wig was just like, ah, I'm not well, yeah, a couple of people anymore. just stand I mean, up immediately. So, like, <laughs> if you've got your nose on somebody's navel and, like, the somebody has their hand on a boob, like, somebody else had a hand on the other boob, like, you're not going to win that competition and you're not going to be last. There's no real, like, indicator to so just, like, leave. Especially if you don't really need to win, like you're not going to be kicked out because you're an actor. Like you're right. not, you're not, yeah. like you know who's going to be kicked out, and it's not you. So like, I'm in super uncomfortable. I'm just gonna like get up. Like, so, so Matt makes a weird comment here because he's out early, right? And he makes a comment that's like, 
look, you guys won't vote me out anyways. You guys should just like stay in or, or whatever, right? And and that was a weird comment to me that he was like, I don't know why he was implying that they wouldn't vote him out. I mean, like I uh, didn't pick up, I didn't get what his thinking. It was seemed there. like he just felt secure in the alliances that he had made, and he didn't feel like he was yeah. under threat of being voted out, which is weird. He's like, look, we all know we hate Hutch. We're gonna clearly vote him out. So don't worry, everybody can just take your hands off. And we'll just kick Hutch out of here somehow. And I was like, it was like on the first day. I'm like, how are you, how are you so confident in this plan right now? Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. He also acted like real badass. It was like, yeah, Hutch wouldn't say that to me. I'm bigger and badder. Like, what? Yeah, so Hutch <laughs> starts picking on Kip, who Kip and, and Matt are kind of getting, you know, Matt's kind of buddying up with Kip for, for whatever reason. And uh, he gets pretty protective over it. Yeah. It's I think he said he's the baddest dude in the house. He's the biggest, baddest dude in the house. Meanwhile, the military dude is there. And there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> Definitely not. Like he's just an old, he's an older guy, but like. But he wears fish underwear. Yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward to the point where they finally throw. So there's this ongoing thing about how Kip has built up a story. He doesn't know how to swim. He's pretty scared of the pool and the deep end. Yada yada. Um, at some point, the people in the house are like, hey, like we should learn, like we should teach you to swim, whatever, whatever. Um, and Matt's like, yeah, I totally got phobias too, man. I totally get you. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, and so while Matt is defending them at this moment, uh, Hutch's like, I'm gonna throw your ass in the deep end of the pool. And and Matt just gets up. He's like, there ain't no way you're gonna do it. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward because I know it's got to be coming at some point. They're gonna throw Kip in the pool. And Matt's going to get into it with, with Hutch, probably. Definitely. And that's going to be great. That was kind of a sweet moment. Like, Matt's a problematic dude, but you're like, oh, Matt. Like, you're going to oh. deal with it. <laughs> on, on that note, it is kind of nice to have these producers, like, lining up, teeing up storylines. Not that many, but they're teeing up Kip with that storyline and Kip being gay, but he's going to eventually not be gay, which will also be kind of, I think, kind of teed that up. Oh, you think Kip's going to come out as not gay at some point? Oh, yeah. They teed it up and they teed that. He said Mm. that and then they teed it up a little bit with a hot tub. He was definitely getting with the two uh, women in the hot tub in the next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. The upcoming. I thought you just meant the reveal that he's an actor. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No. No, That's crazy. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he I don't already remember answered, that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Okay. I thought I thought they were just teeing up. I didn't know if that was like teeing well, up. Well, the actor he was said that, that that he wanted. That's what they were going for. No, no, at some point in the show. When the actor said that, I think he was saying he's not actually gay. So one at some day, Matt will find out he's an actor. Yeah. And he's oh. not actually. Yeah, gay. that's what I. Yeah. So I got the impression from when he's in the hot tub with the ladies, it's just that like the gay best friend kind of thing. Okay. I mean, I might be wrong. We'll see. You'll have to watch the whole rest of the season and tell yeah. us. Okay. Uh, so the winner of this competition gets this nice Lord of the Manor title and a Lord of the Manor robe, mm. which looks quite pimp, as Matt put it. <laughs> Matt which accurately I, put it. Which I cannot deny that. It does definitely look quite pimp when low-rent David Hasselhoff comes out with the Lord of the Manor pimp robe. It was quite a scene, I think. And doesn't Matt say that he doesn't care about winning the challenge, but he kind of wants the robe? He definitely mentioned he wanted the robe. And also, after this competition, Matt said that the most important thing to him was touching that right breast. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities. And the producers were like, he could let go. (laughs) Which, I don't know, like, just the things this dude says. It's nuts. 
right. Uh, and then they have the rags to riches ceremony. What ceremony? Though? Isn't okay. it the rags to riches? It's the ah. riches to rags oh, ceremony. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> they they do a flip on the common note of <laughs> rags to riches. I didn't remember. I just like wrote it down after the like he said it, so I forgot. Um, they have all these plates with everyone's <laughs> name and faces on them. Yeah. Everyone has a giant commemorative plate with their own face on it. And like all of the people come down, and everyone's dressed up really nice. And Matt is definitely the worst looking of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> but he is trying. He's, he's try- trying. He's trying. He just That's doesn't what makes it great. Doesn't you change. Could, you know he's trying. But it <laughs> doesn't change really- anything. He's wearing like this. Like over like this baggy kind of button down and like these like like casual short khaki shorts or something and it's just like everyone else is like pressed shirts and like looking really nice. The women are like in evening gowns. (laughs) (laughs) He stands out. He stands out a bit. He looks like he's just hanging out next to the pool at the country club or something like that. Yeah. So everyone they've teed up Gina's leaving. Essentially, so everyone they go vote. G- they vote every Gina. Everyone votes for Gina. Votes. They show they show the, them voting, but then because the the votes actually matter, they just write dumb things and show, show them to the camera, and then put them <laughs> the, in the bin. The producers replace all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Matt's. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> Survivor, just parodying Survivor at that point. Uh, so they get seven votes Gina, Matt votes for Molly, and then Gina supposedly votes for Matt. Yep. And like the end of this episode, Matt goes up to one of the actors, I don't remember his name, and the actor's Brian. like, Brian? Brian? And he's Double like, Brian. I, I think he's going to come out to us. I think he's got us like in the confessional. And nope, Matt's just... I can't believe Gina voted for me. We had an alliance. <laughs> what was the phrase he used? He's like, she greased oh, me. Yeah, or something? I wrote she that greased down. me. Is greased? Is that yeah. the word? Yeah, Gina Grease. greased him. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't think he's using that word right. <laughs> Chris, I, is this some Pennsylvania thing that you can like let us in on? No, no idea. Because like, I, I think usually if you if you're gonna like grease someone, you're gonna like bribe them to get them like do something for you. But like, this like the opposite of that. Basically, like like he's basically using it to say that she was, she was conning him. Maybe he greased her or something. We need Urban Dictionary 2003. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so also you mean as Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Uh, we got to go the the wayback machine. Uh, but he's pissed. Like, oh, he's, he's mad. Real mad. But that, that's so funny because they're like, "Oh, he started acting weird and like looking really suspicious. He must be onto us." It's like, no, he's just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she voted for him. <laughs> he's trying to play that game. Man, that speech though, I had no idea because I hadn't watched Survivor, yeah. so I had no idea what this outro speech was <laughs> doing. Oh, before before well, we roll through through the, the ceremony a little quick, I think we got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just, yeah. you know, teeing up the whole thing. Right. Yeah. I would definitely wanted to roll back to the person actually leaving. All right, let's let's do that. We got it. What was the what was the line to like Gina on the reveal of like, okay, come gla- gather your, or serve me your plate or something? <laughs> yes. but, like, there's there's so they give the host so many great lines in this whole ceremony because they're like, <laughs> let's make it like on a super serious vote off ceremony but we're just gonna ramp it up and like they really nail it and so like he talks about how like you've got to leave the lap of luxury and go back to your horrible existence working for the man <laughs> working for the man <laughs> and you see matt's eyes go wide <laughs> no i don't wanna you mean the pizza man yeah. <laughs> so 
Gina, he gets the plate and he's like, he's going to throw this plate in this fireplace for some reason. And at the time he says, from ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and throws his plate and smashes it in this fireplace. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, Gina, you're dead to us. Right into that gas fireplace, too. It's not even like a wood burning fireplace either. It's easier to clean up. Yeah, definitely easier to clean up. Yeah, that plate just kind of shattered in there. <laughs> and like he has this whole little monologue about like the plate represents you being <laughs> in the house and it'll shatter like your dreams of winning the money. <laughs> it's, like, so it's so good. good. I also appreciate that like when Gina was trying to leave the house, like all the doors were locked so she couldn't get out. She's like, Well, somebody open the damn door. <laughs> all right. So Chris's internet corner here. Ooh. Uh to grease, to be greased. Whoa. Is <laughs> To be killed by multiple bullet wounds. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. She greased me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it comes from uh, World War II. Oh. Where American troops, you know, they were getting killed by um, some machine guns. Some sort of grease gun. Some gun got the nickname Grease Gun. And apparently, you know, you get killed by the gun, you got greased. Man, I really like to think that the military guy was somehow having like a conversation with Matt and like Matt <gasps> picked that up from him and he like Ooh, used maybe. it later in a confessional. <laughs> that would be great. So definitely <laughs> not what I expected, but I guess not technically it's not used in a great way, but you know, get the meaning across. No, it seems seems accurate, yeah. Uh any other minutiae people well, want to pick up? When Gina's voted off, she gets a chance to address the group one last time before before she departs. And her only which is very odd. And, this and, never happens. And her signature characteristic is that she's this big time Survivor fan, basically. Yeah. And, <laughs> trot, and it's it's a callback to the famous snakes and rats speech from Survivor, but it just goes in a lot of weird directions and just rambles on incoherently for a while. It's it's pretty nuts. Here's my question about this. Do you think that that whole speech was scripted and that she had it memorized? Yes. Or, or do you think that she was just like, she started down it and she's like, this is, I'm an actor. This is my only, this is my close-up. This is my only moment. I'm fucking going for it. And she just starts to just lay it on? Or do you think it's 100% scripted? I think it's scripted. I, I think it's know. scripted, but it was definitely a little too long. So I could definitely see her like trying to memorize it, but like, kind of improv in a little bit and it kind of dragging on a little bit. I don't think she just tried to seize the moment. I think it was mostly scripted. Matt's face, like he kind of sensed that something wasn't really right with that speech. Mm-hmm. Like he was just going on so long and it was really weird and like she wasn't doing a great job really selling it, I feel like. No. And Matt was looked very confused about what was happening. Well, no, he straight up said, man, that was really like that Survivor speech. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, well, he was also pissed that she, like, he had put two and two together and knew that she had voted for him. She was also pissed about that in, at this point in time. Yeah, it's unclear how much his facial expressions were just that he was mad at her at this point. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. To be fair, when she's talking, because I, I did not know about this survivor speech, I was equally confused and probably had a similar look on my face. It was like, <laughs> what in the fuck is she talking about? She's talking about rats and the big rats eat the small rats and the small rats eat the smaller rats and those small rats eat the cockroach. I'm like, I'm very confused here. Yeah. You it's got more ins- of that speech than I did. It's yeah. an unbelievable amount of drama for like the two days they've been on the show. Right. Yeah. Like 
we're so far divorced from the speech, I couldn't fucking tell you there was a famous speech in Survivor season <laughs> one. Like, I had no idea. And I watched that season. I had no, like, and then for somebody to quote it to me, like, it was it's, it's so long. It's so long. It was 18 years ago. Like, there's no way. I mean, I remember at that time, it would have been like three. I know. Like, yeah. I was just like, we're so far divorced from that to get a call back to a different show. Like, oh. just yeah. <laughs> we're missing out on all things going over the head on that one. But like my, my, my point being there is like I was equally as confused. And I feel like if you're Matt, like it's not unreasonable to have a confused look on your face. It's like, what is she? She's really rambling about something and really upset. Like, I don't know. It seems like you just lost the show. I think this is maybe it. one of the reasons they picked Matt is like his face is so expressive. <laughs> it's a good face. Yeah. So many times during this one episode, like he has the looks. It's amazing. They also yeah. always have the cameras on him, but yeah. still, it's yeah. so good. But still, his eyes are like popping out. He's like rolling his eyes. He's like looking up at the sky. Like he's so expressive. Yeah, that's what they got asked who could do a mad impression. And the guy who does yeah. basically just makes his eyes real wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, that's definitely it. <laughs> it's really good. It actually did kind of look like him. No, then they, they actually took a. a uh, shot of the two of them do- together, together and Matt's yeah. like trying to do it too and it was really good I guess minor minutia detail we we glossed by was that like they were doing all impre- every, they had, like sat around a table and did impressions of each other and Matt did the gay Scarface <laughs> impression <laughs> and then Kip which is the, the gay person in the show did the impression of him and then at the end of this like little powwow Kip gives him the like master suite which he won in the first challenge which is very odd like it made no sense it's almost like the producers wanted him in that room and then they made a comment on how the producers wanted him in that room (laughs) yeah so why don't they just let him win the competition the first time i don't know know. just wanted to wear that thong i think they're playing into this like trying to build up that that relationship with him and kip like they're trying to build that up as like a story arc i think Mm. i feel like they're building it up to tear it down oh definitely Right, but like you gotta, you gotta give them like, oh yeah, like you give me that room that one time, like oh we're kicking it off on these things, and then like all of a sudden we'll see what happens. Wait, that was the competition where he pieced out. That was the the hooker one. Though. No, 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 no. Was no that was the underwear one. The underwear the one. Underwear the one was for the room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The other one was for the pimp rope. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So Matthew, okay. the whole Never day mind. has been wearing Kip's uh, man thong underwear, very and he's good. very confused how anyone can wear a thong. All right, Rob, give me the rating. So I'm a little torn on this one because there's definitely some parts that are very good, and there's definitely some parts that are real bad. And you know, like the, I think the, like I talked about, like really the photo ceremony is good. I think they're like, well, everything they do with the host, where it's like, like him trying to be like an over the top reality show, things really good, and like Matt has a lot of really uh, good reaction stuff. But then like reality show editing is real bad. And you know the 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 two thousand three ness of it all is a little a little hard to take, and and sometimes it's just hard to watch, and sometimes it just goes on too long. So I guess I'm saying it's in the middle. Shocking! I'm I'm, shock. I'm shocked I'm to hear so that rating out of you right now. Well, what do you expect? I I was expecting you to go top. I mean, I'm going I'm going top on this one. Do it. Uh. I think that like the the concept for the show is really is really novel. I mean, it's obviously like a Truman Show situation that was. I think it kind of came out around the same time as like Truman Show, and I mm. think there was that other movie. No, that no, not similar <laughs> time frame. No, what year did movie, when did movie, Truman Show come out? Nineties. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it was okay. It's definitely at least inspired by it. But like, I thought it was a pretty novel concept for a TV show. 
Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was pretty entertaining. There's definitely some stuff about it that hasn't aged well. A lot of the reality show stuff around the edges is not very good. Um, but like as a package, like it's very entertaining. Like I was very, very entertained watching the show. All right, Max, what do you got for me here? Uh, middle third, middle of the middle concept, really excellent. I would almost like to see it come back. Execution. I'm with you, Chris, that I just tuned out once he pieced out of that hooker thing. Like, why bother watching the rest of it? Great idea. Execution middling. The casting is great. Just like, yeah, it's a little... It got boring. Though, like, those moments where, like, the producer's plan breaks down and everyone kind of looks around and doesn't know what to right. do, I think are some of the best moments of the show. That part is fun. The 10 minutes of them resolving it, <laughs> less so. Is Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean I'm also gonna put this in the middle. I don't think it's terrible. I like I like the execution. I like the idea. I just don't think the idea has the kind of legs for a 45 minute, let alone mm. hour and a half episode we watched. Like you gotta move it along. You gotta it's gotta be quicker. You can't have this reality show editing. And I think the the writing needs to be better. The like it just isn't produced well enough either. Like. I checked out multiple times during this show, but I also loved this dude and his quotes. So like he was entertaining. If this person <laughs> was less entertaining, like it all relies on this one guy. Oh, yeah. if he's not entertaining. This show could be bottom of the bottom. So like this dude's elevating it. So like they did a great job casting him and like some of the other actors are cast. Well, some not so much, but so, I you know, season three has been very meddling. So, in the middle it goes. James? Yeah, so I, I think to some of the similar beats that have been mentioned, things that I really don't like are uh, a lot of the edits, a lot of these skip-ahead sneak peeks as to what's coming up. I hate the fact that, like, they spoil the own show that you're currently watching, have similar gripes with MTV and other shows that also do this dumb bullshit. Um, I hate all of that stuff. However, I just really, really like the concept, I think, of this. Like, I just loved, like, this, like, Truman Show wrapped into a reality competition show. Um, and while it, like, the 2003-ness of it doesn't carry that well, I actually really want to, like, kind of keep watching and see what, like, see what happens with it. So, like, I think I got to go in the top on this, but I will ding it a couple and put it as a uh, bottom of the top third for me. Uh, and really, it's just around, like, it'll, like a bunch of the production, a bunch of the editing... Um, but I, but I do agree. I think like what makes this good is like Matt is a lot of it and the, in, I actually really like the improv of it. I kind of like that. It's not super scripted and like mm -hmm. seeing these like actors and actresses just kind of like figure out a way to like save their own ass in like a situation. It's just pretty intriguing to me. So I'll definitely watch some more of it. One thing that I, that as people were talking, I thought was that, you know, we've talked about how I kind of like the shows that are kind of not really on rails properly and that sometimes that means the shows kind of go off the rails and have right. kind of sort of bad moments and they're not as interesting but i kind of like it so as you guys are talking about it, i talked myself into it i'm gonna put it in the top oh, oh he's yeah. just yeah. in the spot i don't know if you're allowed to do that we got him <laughs> no we so got him <laughs> i'm just messing with you annabeth um i was gonna go with james i was gonna do like bottom of the top because like i am similarly charmed by like like Matt is a great character. Like the actors are really great. I love seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff and I love sort of like the like 
early reality TV. Like I find like those really early, like the mole, like I find it so charming and like, and like amazing to like how much they show you and how much they haven't figured out. And it just feels like very honest. So I'm really into that. Um, I think one thing that sort of like loses me a little bit about this show is like, I, I like the cold open kind of part of it because you don't really understand what's going on. You don't really know where they're going with it. But like at the same time, I kind of I kind of want to know what the, like is it to make fun of Matt? Is there like some kind of ultimate thing they're trying to set him up to do? Like I, I think there's some kind of plot part of it that I don't really understand and I think could be done a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's great. I also want to watch more of it. Like I'm very intrigued about like where it's going to go. Yeah, so, Rob, you don't have any plans show. for this DVD for a little bit. <laughs> I, I have no, no plans with this DVD. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to burn you guys a couple copies. Uh, yeah, so we got a little long. But the challenge, finally heading towards a finale. It's oh, yeah. been like four or five months now, I think, since this season started. So I'm glad and I'm also, you know, bananas. Spoilers if for this week's challenge. Bananas gone, which, you know, twice. He got eliminated twice, which is, you know, a lot for him in one season. Like, they had to pull some pretty crazy moves to stay in the season as long as they did. Like, they had, like, the alliances, the votes stacked against them for most of the season. Yep. Like, they, it's, it's impressive that they stayed in as long as they well, did. Well, you know, banana Tony, Bananas and Tony, definitely a power, like, they, can, they can't really do, uh, what is it, like? Like, they have some weaknesses, they but have they some have weaknesses. some pretty strong strengths. Like, eating competition, no question, Tony is great. But Polly. Whew. He is definitely second place only to Tony in terms of eating. Surprisingly good rookie, like shockingly good rookie. Paulie's yeah. turned out to be a great competitor in a way that I did not think he was going to be at the beginning of the season. Here's the other part of it. I don't know if we talked about this in the show, but Paulie and Natalie have been resting in the Redemption House for upwards of two months like in this show while everyone else has been getting beat up in the regular house so like like they were I, like the first ones in i right? think that that's kind of coming into play a little bit at the end here is they're kind of like peaking at the end of the season because yeah. they haven't really been doing a lot for most of the season so as the season is called vendettas <laughs> it's not what the season is called oh, it's the, what's, oh, final, final reckoning <laughs> sorry final reckoning but they were set up as like the vendettas they yeah, were yeah. team ups <laughs> None of these people at the end are like seem to hate each other anymore. You know? No, I mean people. All well, the people that hated for, each other are gone, except for Hunter and Ashley. They Hunter, definitely do not. Hunter like each and Ashley other. definitely hate each <laughs> okay. other. Everyone else though is, is the other three seem to like definitely get along very well, which I think is interesting. Like I, I, I wonder if like that was one of MTV's kind of push here is like, hey, we're gonna get these people that don't like each other, but like you know, part of the story is like, yeah, hey, if you're put in that situation. You can like learn to get along with somebody. Like there's, I yeah. just I just didn't think the people that are left are the people with the fake vendettas that were together, and all the people that had real vendettas are just gone because they couldn't deal with each other. I think Kara and Marie legitimately hated yeah, yeah. each other. They definitely did, but they they seem like legitimate friends now. It's wild, which is like it's like it's like its own impressive story in and of its own. Like who knows if it's all fake in the end, but like. At least so, the show is edited. So it went from real vendetta to real partnership? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's what it, definitely what MTV wanted to happen, to set up this like finale right. where one so. might turn on each other, which is obviously very good. One might say when vendetta, just you yeah. friendetta. Is, oh. is this only the second time in Challenge history that they're doing the 
team where the winning team, the best performing person, can choose to either keep said money or split it. Yeah, so they, they, they famously did the same move on Rivals 3. So, I mean, this this whole season is basically Rivals 4. They just didn't call it that. But, uh, yeah, they, they famously did this at the end of Rivals 3, and that's when Johnny ba- screwed this other girl, Sarah, out of, like, $250,000 or some insane amount of money. Um, it's great. Yeah, so I, I got to think that Paulie and Natalie are looking pretty strong here into the into the final like i i will say shout out to natalie while i personally was not a fan of this last show in the challenge design uh i will say that now natalie did win and that is pretty impressive she's she's coming off two like really impressive showings here i feel like in challenges she like early season she was a terrible competitor and then ever since she got like rolled around in that metal ball and like came out victorious in that in that challenge like she's been just running through people i mean aside from the trivia challenge she was terrible at trivia because she didn't know what a prime minister was that's true that aside (laughs) that's true (laughs) (laughs) that was the one thing that i think bananas and tony their huge weakness is trivia like they don't know anything or puzzles are either of them good at puzzles uh bananas is pretty is pretty good at puzzles bananas definitely overthought two of the questions There there was one that was um what's what uh, what is corn syrup primarily made of? And he said sugar derived from corn. And they're like, no, the answer is corn. And like so that, that was kind of <laughs> not great. And then there's another one that was like posed like it was going to be a trick question. It's like, what side of the road do they drive on in Canada? And then Johnny says, both sides of the road, <laughs> which like is kind of technically true. Right. Like, like the car, cars do drive on both sides of the road. It goes in both They're directions. going in different directions, but like, and they didn't give that to him. Oh, so like, that was wrong. Well, and there were other questions like how many months have 28 days, which was a trick question, but it's like the same kind of question. It's super dumb. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Guys. That's a great twinning answer. <laughs> 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 all right guys uh that's it for us this week uh you can find us on facebook.com slash who put this on you can find us on twitter at who put this on you can email us questions and suggestions at who put this on at gmail.com you can please rate us on itunes it really helps and uh we'll see you guys next time